0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this amazing whimsical Wednesday. It's been a very busy day for Big Papa. Just been cranking through a lot of phone calls and emails, and even wrote an article. I wrote an article for a magazine for PACT. Um, PACT uh, is the adoption organization out in California, and they asked me to write an article for their newsletter coming up sometime after October. Wrote it, knocked it out. My first article, original article, I've written in quite some time. Took me a minute to get it all, to get it to simmer, So come out quite the way I wanted to so going to be working on that over the next couple days modifying that so hopefully I'll be able to share that with you guys um, sometime in the very near future so I had a question come in from Edith and Edith said her it's not really her child but the child her brother's soon to be adoptive child that lives in her home has set three rooms in her home on fire And she's like, what the heck? What the shizzy manizzy is going on around here? And so I thought that'd be a great topic to discuss in tonight's episode of The Daily Dose. Which, by the way, is episode 301. I didn't even realize last night was episode 300! Man! 64 more episodes and we will be at one full year of episodes you can go through any of those and just just like click on videos. I think that's how it, how it works. Like if you go to the Post Institute Facebook page on the left hand side, you should be able to click on videos somewhere and it'll open all the videos and you can just scroll and scroll and you can get as much a big pop until your heart is content. So let's talk about stealing. Here's the thing, not stealing, setting fires which is much the same as stealing, which is much the same as sexual acting out, which is much the same as um, a lot of behaviors. In this particular instance, the behavior is an attempt to self-soothe. I know it seems completely counterintuitive, but when a child is setting fires, there is a mixture of excitement, there is a mixture of oxytocin release, so there's a mixture of calm. There's a mixture of adrenaline, and it all surges at the same time. So whatever stress and anxiety the child is feeling, the setting, the fire, makes it all go away. Same way with stealing. And, unfortunately, the same way with children who perpetrate on other children. Hey, Stefan, good to, good to see you uh, there in the Netherlands. So, in this particular situation, the young man has been kicked, was recently kicked out of school. One of the things he really enjoys doing with Edith is cooking. but because he got kicked out of school, Edith took away the opportunity for him to cook, which from a traditional point of view, completely understand, I know Edith has been you know trying to do some things differently, but we just normally have these reactions. Where we feel like if our children misbehave, then we should give them additional punishment, i.e. consequences, at home. And that's a classic understanding. The problem is we don't understand misbehavior. That's the problem. If we really understand that misbehavior is a manifestation of stress and fear, which is oftentimes a manifestation of a child's trauma, then the need to punish and consequence the child completely goes away. Because otherwise, when you realize that, when you realize that their misbehavior is actually coming from a place of inadequate regulatory functioning, diminished oxytocin response, uh, a trauma experience, stress and fear, then you don't punish a child because they're essentially helpless to their own to their own reactions to their perceived threats. Instead, you realize that the child needs to work through the trauma. They need to heal through the trauma. They need to be taught new mechanisms for coping with whatever stressors or or perceived threats that they're encountering that's triggering them and sending them into their brainstem and then driving that behavior. And that they need to to have a reconditioning of an addictive behavior if that's what it's become. So, in this instance, Edith takes away the cooking, which is actually contrary to what she should have done. Because he's already been kicked out of school, that's the best opportunity to cook with him more. Now, why would you cook with a child, i.e. reward a child who's been kicked out of school for negative behavior? Because you understand that the negative behavior is driven from a lack of regulatory function. And because he enjoys cooking, cooking with Edith, with mom, becomes a regulatory function. It becomes a regulatory activity that they can engage in and they can connect around. He already likes it. Number one, he enjoys it. They can connect around it. She can help his system settle, which means his stress reduces, his thinking becomes clearer, his short-term memory becomes active, and they can connect and they can communicate, and she can help him make sense of what happened at school. Number one. Number two, what other better structured activity is there to learn the appropriate use of fire than when cooking. It's perfect. If you truly want a child to not set fires, teach them the appropriate place and practice to have the fire. Now, I remember when we had our group home in Virginia, I had a couple fire setters. And one of the first things I, I did when I found out that this was an issue because they'd like to have lighters is I brought them over to the house and we set a fire outside. Listen to that. I brought them over. We set a fire outside. I helped the them. They gathered up the wood, the sticks. We, we put the kindling in there and then they got to light it. And as they were lighting it and we were watching it and they wanted to make it bigger, I said make it bigger. We're sitting there watching it. Then we're sitting around. And then I said, guys, this is when we have fire. We don't have fire in your bedroom. We don't have fire in the living room. We don't have fire in the car. Those are all unsafe places for fire. If you wanna set a fire, let me know. We'll come over, we'll set a fire in an appropriate place. We'll set a fire in a way that's safe for everyone. Because otherwise, if we set fires in these other places, it's gonna end up being dangerous and someone's gonna end up getting hurt. Do you understand? Yes, we understand. Cool, you guys wanna make the fire bigger. They get to delve in and make the fire bigger. I am a little bit of a pyro myself. Fourth of July, I love, it's either all or nothing for me. I either don't pop any fireworks or I want to pop the biggest and I want to make the biggest fires. And as a kid, I used to set fires all the time, all the time setting fires. Why? Was it because I was a bad kid? Absolutely not. It was because I learned and experienced that setting fires, just like our early caveman forefathers was exciting, it was stimulating, it was pleasurable, and then it was calming. Have you ever experienced something that simultaneously can be exciting and stimulating and pleasurable and then calming all at the same time? No. Setting fires is one of those things. Stealing is the same, sexual acting out is the same. We have to create structure around the scenario. Create structure and safety around the scenario. Instead of being afraid of it, he's already tried setting the fires in the room. He's already tried burning down the house, right? The, the, The attempt is already passed. It's already over. Now the responsibility is how you teach the child to do it in an appropriate way. We're normalizing things that most people from their fear brains want to pathologize, You don't have to pathologize everything. You can take anything a child is doing and you can create some normalcy around it. You can create some security around it. You can create some safety around it without getting overwhelmed and feeling like, you know, you got to do more punishment, which is going to create more stress, which is then going to do what? Create the need to set more fire. See, we end up creating our own madness from our own fear and our own overwhelm. There's always a different way to look at things. Create structure around it. Talk to the child. Help them understand that you understand why they like to set the fires. Make more opportunities for them to set fires in a healthy way for them to learn about it. And then don't deprive him of cooking. Cook more. Do more cooking. And let him turn the oven on. And teach him about setting the stove and temperatures and all that good stuff. Teach him. Make the flame no longer the point of stimulation. Make the flame just a means to an end. The flame is just something that he uses to cook and to warm. It's not something he uses to get excitement by. It's something that he just uses in order to prepare the food to make other people happy. And that's something he loves to do. Hope that makes sense. Kerry says it's really hard to get people to buy into this. I absolutely agree. Of course it is. In fact, I just read a quote by Jeff Bezos that anytime anytime you're doing something new or innovative, you have to be willing for other people to disagree because... If they didn't disagree, it would mean they already agreed, which would mean they were already thinking that way to begin with, then they'd have nothing to disagree with. No, people aren't gonna just like automatically buy into this kind of this kind of thing, this kind of madness that Big Papa's ranting and telling you guys about because they're not thinking that way. That's why they have the problems that they have. They have the problems that they have and they struggle break. the reason they struggle because they're not thinking the way Big Papa tells you it's possible to think. That's all I'm doing. I'm just giving you a different way to think about problems that you're experiencing every single day and the ways you're approaching them simply aren't working. That's all. It's nothing different. It's just a different lens. It's just a different set of eyes. As Stephen Covey says, it's a different paradigm. And you know what? If it doesn't work for you, you haven't lost anything. But then what do you have to gain if it does? Think about that. But the thing is, you have to be able to overcome your own fear, your own overwhelm, in order to try, just to begin with, just to try. Thank you, Debbie Clark. Thank you so much. So that's it, guys. I hope that was helpful. Not going to go on too long um, this evening. Um, And that's also a reason to become trauma-informed certified. More education, more education, more education. I love, I love, I love when people say, Big Pop, I've read your books and, and we're still having this struggle. I just had to talk to a, a couple of parents the other day and they've been working with a behaviorist for five years. But they said they read my books and I'm like, oh, maybe you've got to read it two, three, four times. See, reading a, reading a book once is not enough. If you go to feartolovebook.com and you got your free copy of the book, then you also got the free audio. The reason I give you the free audio and the free copy of the book is because I want you to do both. I don't want you to just do one or the other. I want you to do both. I want you to read the book because it's going to take you less than two hours. And then I want you to listen to the audio on your way to work and and back home again. I want you to listen to the audio while you're working out in the gym. And then I want you to read the book again. And then I want you to underline. And I want you to start thinking about the things that I'm saying. It's a paradigm shift. You have to repetition, 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 repetition. Karen says, do I have conferences or can we send foster parents to your camp? I don't have any camps coming up, Karen. Um, I What I would do, what I would suggest is go to newparentingloveolution.com. Number one, this is something you can do, newparentingloveolution.com and join the membership and get access to 40 hours of content and you guys study the content together. The other thing I would do is... Do the trauma informed certification, and you guys go through the trauma informed certification all together, and you learn and you get to grow and you get to challenge one another at the same time it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing i've got six people going through my my post parent coaching certification right now, and it's you know we just we just keep learning and learning and growing and growing It's just amazing things, so doing things like just to, just take the book, just take the book alone and do and do a study group with it and Christy does a Fear of Love book study group you just read and listen and study and read and listen Danny says sometimes reading at different times helps at different times absolutely so you just you just keep going you know you just you never know when you're going to read a line and it's going to make sense for you in that moment i know that that for me the 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 audio programs that i listen to over and over and over again it's just that they You know, it's the second, third, and fourth times when the things really kick in. My mom and I were having a drive the other day. Actually, it was my friend Patrick and I We were coming coming back from Dallas over the weekend. He was snoozing. So I put on an audio program I've been listening to, have already listened to twice. Put it on, I'm listening to it again. And I'm hearing things differently. I'm hearing things differently. I don't ask you guys to do anything that I haven't already done many, 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 many times. And when it comes to this emotional work thing. I've done it hundreds of times, and I believe that, that that is important because I feel like before we can ask our children to do something, we have to be willing to do it ourselves, and that's why I always start with them. I always work with families, and I always start with the parents because we've got to be able to do these things on our own. Will I post that website? Um, I will do my best. There is a link to the certification in this episode. Um at, I'm not very tech-savvy, Kelly. I apologize. New Parenting Love, L-O-V-E-O-Lution, L-U-T-I-O-N.com is is the website to our membership. So New Parenting Loveolution.com, and it's in some of the other links. But um, just keep studying, keep growing, keep learning, keep challenging yourself. 300 episodes, 301 episodes. You guys have been hanging out with Big Papa. I'm so appreciative. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. And I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to, to react from the same blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths. We can really look at the scenario. really look at our reactions or responses in the scenario and ask ourselves how could we do something differently in this moment not how how could that child or that person or that situation be different but how could we do something different and in that process you're choosing love god bless we'll see you guys tomorrow